Hey, my name is Lexi. I am a music artist and producer based in Atlanta, Georgia. To book studio time or get help with production and development, follow me on social media at LexiATL. Email me at LexiSolo at gmail.com. Text me at 404-692-1299 or go to my website at www.LexiATL.com. Right now you are tuned into my podcast, Lex Chat, a show dedicated to music and entertainment where we talk about the industry and the business and we help each other to become better artists. You can catch these chats live on Instagram and YouTube at LexiATL to be part of the conversation or catch the replays on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Wherever you're watching or listening, please like, subscribe, follow, and engage with the content by leaving comments and reviews. If you'd like to go the extra mile in supporting me, then please consider becoming a patron of mine at patreon.com slash LexiATL, where you can make a monthly pledge. Every bit of support truly does help me to be able to create more valuable content for you. This week on Lex Chat, let's chat about the influence that music has over people. Some very interesting things have been developing over the past few days. Um, and I'm talking about mainly the the conversation around the NBA player Jay Morant, who recently got caught up for a second time flashing weapons on social media. So here is the question, right? Is music really influential? Do we need to be holding hip hop accountable for how some people, most notably black people, act on social media? Or is it people's fault for being influenced? Or are people acting of their own accordance? Or is there really some truth and merit to, yo, hip hop is really influencing us. So that's what we're going to be talking about on Lex Chat today. If that is a topic you are interested in chatting about, then please stay tuned. Alrighty, so as I mentioned in the introduction, I've been coming across quite a few posts on my social media and there's just like this full blown discussion going on right now about how we should be viewing hip hop music or if we should be putting, you know, all the blame obviously on grown people who can act and do what they wanna do because they're grown and they live for themselves and make their own choices. But we can't ignore the fact that music is influential and music does influence people's mindsets. If it's not a reflection of the current times, then it is often trying to get people to think a certain way or to think about things in a different light and give different perspective to things, you know what I'm saying? So when it comes to the conversation of how is hip hop affecting Grown ass, grown ass people, apparently. I was trying to decide if I wanted to curse. But when it comes to the question of how, how music is affecting grown ass people and then how it is affecting younger generations, this is a conversation that's been happening for years, right? Like, at least in my lifetime, but I wasn't even alive for the 80s. But what I've always been hearing about as far as the debate with hip hop is how it's like a rebellious music. And especially with the hip hop of the 80s, right? Hip hop was more... 
Pimp-Hop was more recreational, I'll say, when it was invented in the 70s, right? Was it 1973, I think? Don't quote me on that, but I think that's the number of when hip-hop was officially created, like somewhere in New York, right? And it was for fun. It was, you know, vocal and word acrobatics. And then in the 80s, it became more political. Became? In the 80s, it became more political and it was commenting on the living conditions and the social conditions that people were going through during those times. And the 80s was a very tumultuous time, right? So hip hop reflected that. And there were songs like, you know, F the police. And there was the, well, Tupac wasn't, I don't know when Tupac was at his peak, but I would say in the 90s for sure. But, you know, in the 90s, what I remember of hip hop in the 90s, cause I didn't, I wasn't born until 93. What I remember of hip hop in the 90s, it was a lot of songs mixed with singers and it was softer, I feel like. In general, I think the 90s was more loved filled when it came to music, whereas hip hop was a little more tumultuous in the 80s, right? So now we get into the early 2000s. In my lifetime, it felt like music was more fun and it felt like you know hip-hop in general was having a good time like yeah we started seeing the resurgence of like the dope boys making music about how they made it about the hood and another example of that of course would be like a jay-z type of figure but we've seen him evolve over his career because obviously you can't start out a career talking about one thing and then 20 years later you're still talking about the same thing so that's part of my beef with uh the topic that we're talking about right now and this particular artist NBA young boy who I give his music a lot of flack because it's just not my thing it's not my style right but the point that I'm getting at is in my lifetime music was very very much commentary like I said on the current conditions or trying to shift perspectives to affect change in a way. And an artist like Tupac is who I would give the credit to for how I looked at hip hop in the 90s, which is when I was young. Early 2000s were having fun, but then this when the dope boys start coming in talking about drugs and selling and how they made it about the hood, right? But that was still okay because they were telling their story and that's something that they lived through. But now getting into the 2020s, there's, and I also live in a city that everybody is so concerned with clout and people want to be seen as bigger than they are. And unfortunately, nobody cares whether or not you lived it. It's about who can make it like the coolest, right? A lot of clout chasing, a lot of illusions, a lot of making people believe that something is one way, but it's really not. And what comes to mind when I say that is this whole YSL case, which I don't know a lot about, right? I just know that music has gotten, hip hop has gotten very violent after the era of the dope boys and drug dealers. And it stopped becoming so much about a rags to riches story as now it's about flaunting and I guess flaunting power over people and dominating people by showing them, I could take your woman, I could take your man. Um, 
I can have sex with whoever I want to because I have money. And the reason why I took your girl is because she sees how much money I have. And I drive these cars. I wear these clothes. I have these jewels. And I got this much money. Money ain't a thing to me. That's why I'm being chose, basically. Right. So it's just a lot of flex culture. It's still a lot of drug use in the music. But um, it became more violent. And somewhere along the line, music became very, I don't know. It's like the murder and everything became glorified. I don't feel like music in the 80s was really about glorifying violence as much as it was about shedding a light on how things are and how they got to be where they are. So, you know, all of that to say that now we are back at the conversation of how influential is hip hop really? Personally, I feel like hip hop was just a better back in my day. I'm only 29. But back in like the 90s and early 2000s, hip hop was just better and more fun. And you had to think more when you listen to a song. And songs had a lot of replay value because they were talking about topics that made you think and they used vocabulary that would make you think and sometimes you had to look in the dictionary to see what they were even talking about right but now we've gotten to a place where it's not very thoughtful it's not creative they're mumbling so you can't even really understand what they're saying it's like they don't really want you to know what's being said it's like confusion is purposely being put into the songs and it just it's discouraging from good behavior and bad behavior has been glorified. We could get into another conversation and say that this is an agenda, obviously, right? Um, but the fact of the matter is, it's the music that's been making the money. So that's what everybody wants to do. And unfortunately, a lot of people think that it's cool um, my thoughts are all over the place because I'm having a lot of feelings about this, right? I'm going towards, you know, the state of the black community and how black culture is seen as cool and then it becomes exploited, but we get exploited for all the wrong reasons. And the agenda would be dumbing down our community because our youth only sees themselves as being successful in sports or in rap music, but the rap music is causing like a degenerative thought process in the youth's minds, right? Not even just black youth, but a bunch of youth and making them think that violence and drugs and having sex with multiple partners is cool, right? Or the latest wave is this poly stuff that's going on, right? That's the latest fad. And it's just causing a lot of bad thinking in my opinion. So all of that to say, we're on the topic of does rap influence people's thoughts? And I come across a couple of posts where the NBA player Jay Morant is caught for a second time on social media, waving a gun around to NBA young boy music. And if any of y'all have ever checked out R&B Girl Reacts on my YouTube channel, you'll see that I do not think highly of NBA young boys music. I really don't. <laughs> it's very depressing to me. It's sad. It's murder music. I feel anxiety and depression when I listen to it. And I had to take a break from reacting to his stuff for a while because I noticed a change in my mental health once I started taking in too much of that. So 
the music that was playing on this social media video that's made its way around the internet, it was an NBA Youngboy song and Jay Morant is flashing a gun on social media. And so now he's become suspended by the NBA because that's obviously a violation of some form of code of conduct. And that's in violation or in breach of whatever contract he signed with the NBA, right? So a lot of people are asking like, what's wrong with a law abiding citizen showing off that they have guns, right? This is the question, like this is the argument people are trying to make. He's showing off his guns. He's a law abiding citizen. It's not like he's shooting anyone. If this were a hunter showing them killing a deer, then nobody would have anything to say. But what a lot of people keep forgetting, and I wish I would have stripped an audio of Shannon Sharp addressing the situation because he's an athlete and he knows how these teams work and what their codes of conduct are. He explained it the best, right? It doesn't matter if you have a second amendment right, when you are working for a private corporation or I don't know what the NBA would be considered, but it's a public league, right? They are expecting you to uphold a certain code of conduct and have certain behaviors because you don't just represent yourself, you represent that team and you represent the league. So if you're acting out of accordance with their code of conduct, then as your employer, they have every right to take disciplinary action against you and they have every right to suspend you or fire you and release you from the league and i think that's a point that a lot of people are missing so anyway i just want to i want to invite anybody who's joining me on the live conversation right now i want to invite y'all to come on and talk about it with me and share your thoughts i'm going to start off by reading your comments that you have sent and anybody who's interested in commenting on this conversation. I'm going to give you a five minute timer and yeah, let's just have some conversation about, do you feel, how do you feel like rap music and hip hop specifically is influencing people? And what are your thoughts on the Jay Morant situation when it comes to listening to a song like NBA young boy phone lines are open, (laughs) but uh, let's see when I was talking about the history of hip hop, Cola Coca said the 90s was some of the most gangster-ish hardcore rap in history of hip-hop culture. The only thing that happened to rap music, not hip-hop culture in the 90s, was taking over an R&B style of rap and the more commercialization of our hip-hop culture through rap. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. When I was talking about um, the artists, Libby V commented and said, there's a lack of artist development. Labels are out here just signing hype and numbers. And I agree with that. And Maurice Beats comments on the NBA saying, NBA is a private corporation. Exactly. NBA is a private corporation. So how, how could you expect a company to not want to be represented in a certain way? That's how you attract your customers. And that's how you get a certain clientele is by upholding a certain brand. I'm sure the NBA does not want to be represented as, let's say it, ghetto, hood rat. And here's the other part of the conversation, right? People were like, oh, he's he's a free man. He's a legal gun-toting citizen. But my boy, I heard 
that you were one of the top picks of the NBA. And I heard that you were on track to make over $200 million over the course of five years. So is showing, if one of the things that you are not supposed to do is to show violence or substance abuse or alcohol abuse, I don't know what the code of conduct is for the NBA, or I think his team specifically is the Grizzlies. I don't know what their code of conduct states, but if breaking that code of conduct is in breach of your contract, if showing a gun on social media is in breach of your contact and you've been in trouble for it before, is that more important? Is that gun toting and trying to prove that you so hard on social media or looking cool with your friends on social media, is that worth over $200 million in five years, over the course of five years? Like it's, it's crazy and it sucks. It sucks to me. Um, I mentioned that I did R&B Girl Reacts on my YouTube channel, right? And I gotta give it to the NBA Youngboy fans because he has a very loyal fan base, but I, I think I believe that his fans are like, they gotta be like 15 to 20 years old. Like they can't be grown, mature people. Cause just some of their talking points are just wild. Y'all should check out those videos on my YouTube and uh, converse with those fans and let me know what you think about that. But I would be trying to explain in the songs, like first off it took like eight or nine requests for them to give me a happy song from NBA Youngboy. None of the songs that they gave me did not mention shooting or some kind of death. Every single song that I heard from NBA Youngboy mentioned some kind of killing, some kind of death, or how he escaped death. There's one line that stood out. It was like, I'm sorry, mama, but I'm gonna stay a gangster. And I'm just like, why would you put your mother through this? And it's bottom line, I would be trying to tell them like, y'all gotta be careful listening to this music. And something tells me that y'all don't live this life that he's rapping about. Some of y'all genuinely can relate to this, but most of y'all are trying to live vicariously through somebody. And I don't feel like NBA Youngboy is the best influence, whether you want to be an influencer or not. Once you take up a career like music, and you gain fame and notoriety for your craft, whether you want the influence or not, you get it. And the fact of the matter is, oh, she's, she's got the zoomies. The fact of the matter is NBA Youngboy's influence is not a good influence. From what I've heard and from what I've seen in the media, and this is me purely judging off of what has happened in the media, this is me purely judging off of what I've heard in the music. He doesn't seem happy. He doesn't seem like he feels safe. He doesn't seem like he trusts anybody. He doesn't seem disciplined. I've seen, you know, music videos of him waving guns in music videos, um, subsequently becoming, getting on house arrest after certain actions in the music videos led law enforcement or whatever to feel like he was involved in certain activities. And, you know, the discipline thing, again, he's not even 25 and got like 
10, 11 kids, right? So I've never felt like he was the best influence. And for me, I want to live a certain lifestyle. I can't afford to allow myself to be swayed by certain content, by certain conversations. And the reason why I choose not to listen to NBA Youngboy music is because I feel like his music sways me in the wrong direction mentally and plants the wrong seeds in my head mentally, you know? So, and this might seem kind of like contradictory because I just did a remix to one of his songs, Drawing Symbols. Now, not all of his music is bad, but there were very few songs that I felt like I could relate to. I'll give him props on Lonely Child. That was really deep and I got to know him and a little bit of his history. But Lonely Child and Drawing Symbols are probably my favorite songs of his that I heard because they're real and they, they give me a story and they help me understand him better. But other than that, like the killing and the choppers and the ops and mama's going to be crying. It's just like, I can't, I can't get with that. That's not the life that I want for myself. But if I continue to feed myself that kind of content, I might start to feel like I'm in that world and I don't want to be in that world. Let's see what Maurice Beat said in the comments. And remember, if y'all do want to call in and weigh in on this topic, then you can request to go live with me here on Instagram and you will be part of the Lex chat. So Maurice Beat says, all artists were developed in the 90s and your album had to have some type of concept and albums came out two to three years apart from each other. Man, I just heard something real interesting. I heard that NBA Youngboy just released a 30 song album and then maybe like a week or two later, released like 10 more songs. So like 40 songs in the course of a month. And I'm just like, yo, but are they good songs? I don't know. I won't be listening. Maurice Beats also says gangster rap wasn't talking about killing folks in the 90s. It was F the police. It was recorded because the group NWA was constantly getting harassed by the cops. Boom. There you had it. There was a deeper meaning behind it. There was a deeper meaning behind the music. So thank you, Maurice, for pointing that out. Like, yeah, gangster rap, because I don't, that's a lot. I do know, I almost lied to y'all. I do know people who were in the streets and in the street life. Nobody, like literally none of those guys wanted to stay in that life. And why would you? Because the only outcomes that you will have living that life is dead or locked up or you just never have any peace because you're constantly worried about somebody retaliating against you right so the real gangsters that I know they've been looking for a way out they got an exit strategy it may have started off on some we young and we dumb but eventually you start losing a lot of people and you realize, man, it's not good that I can't see myself living past 25. Like that, something's not normal about that, you know? All the gangsters, the real gangsters that I know, they don't want to stay in the street life because they know the street life is not where it's at. It's not sustainable. Maurice Beat says, gangster rap was more of letting you know what was happening in the community. And label that had a great relationship with the artists and understood them so the label released the content. Yeah, absolutely.
Absolutely. Maurice B says facts. More of the gangster rappers wanted to move their family out the hood into a better life. Right. No gangster that I know wants to stay stuck in that. So that's what lets me know that these newer artists who come out and they talk about how much killing they do and they talk about how many ops they run down on. They're not real gangsters. Because why would you want to subject yourself and your family to the constant threat of loss and the constant threat of death? I don't get it. Um, and real, real gangsters and real men would not want to constantly subject their family to that type of life. I wonder if I can read this. No, is it not going to let me move it? Dang. I wanted to read this thing that DJ Calvin said about the Jay Morant situation. Let me see if I can move this. DJ Calvin ATL says, the only thing I got to say about Jay Morant's situation is that it's clear that we have lost our community. If you don't think rap music is a major influence, then hopefully after this, you can see it. This is an NBA star being influenced now. What about the kids who don't have a household as strong as his? I don't have anything to say bad about Jay Morant. In fact, in my mind, I take partial blame as many others should. This has been on my mind heavy as of late. And that's what DJ Calvin ATL says. The part that's interesting to me, right? In fact, in my mind, I take partial blame as many others should. He's a DJ. And so the other part of the conversation is we know artists are no longer developed. We know that labels keep pushing for this trap music, drug music, murder kill, drill music. That's what's hot right now. Maybe there's some kind of agenda behind that, right? But then the role of the DJ as well, because if you ask a DJ in Atlanta, what's the role of a DJ? They will say that DJs are responsible for breaking records and bringing attention and awareness to what people should be listening to or what the next hottest thing is gonna be, right? So from DJ Calvin ATL's perspective, he's taking partial blame as many others, as many other DJs should, because they get caught up in this whole ecosystem too, right? DJs, even if you don't like the material that is like available, people, how do I put this? In my opinion, right? The labels have the money, they have the machine to push something in front of people multiple times to make people believe that they like it and to make people believe that this is something good when really you don't really like it you don't really think it's good it's just that you're familiar with it and the more you are familiar with something the more likely you are to consume it on your own that's marketing 101 right that's selling 101 you become recognizable the more recognizable you become the more an audience or client base feels like they can trust you, the more that they will seek you out first because they recognize the name, they've seen the name, and they trust that that name is good because that name is everywhere. Even if it's not, just 
from the name being recognizable, people are more likely to shop with you. So then you take that idea and you apply it to the machine that is the record label. And they're constantly, even if the song is trash, they're constantly pushing it in front of the audience and telling the audience basically, this is what you like because this is what you hear all the time. It's on all the time, therefore you must like it, right? So you see how that kind of messaging is going to affect people and it's like a brainwashing, having them think that they really like this trash music, but they don't. It's just that they are comfortable with it because it is now recognizable. So then you bring in the DJ, right? And the DJ doesn't really have the power to make or break the record because the record label has done its due diligence to make sure that people recognize it. So now people are starting to request to hear certain songs, even if it's trash. But because the people are requesting it, well, you can't just say, oh, this is trash. I'm not going to play it on my station. I'm not going to play it in my club. If you don't play that record, people are going to start looking at you like you're goofy. And this is when I went to the DJ Power Summit in Atlanta. When was that? Like end of January? This was the issue that a lot of DJs brought up. It's like, we don't necessarily want to play certain sounds, but people are requesting to hear it. And if you don't give the people what they want, they're not going to rock with you and they're no longer going to trust your taste. Even though as the DJ in that situation, you're no longer influencing anybody's taste. You are just pushing buttons essentially, right? So I hope y'all can follow me on that train of thought. Uh, Maurice Beats has another comment. He says, I believe the new rappers don't have an understanding about life because most of the artists who are out, some of them had people behind them with money to help push their career. And yeah, that all that plays a role into it. It's easier for the track. Like, <laughs> I wish I could find that meme. Um, it was a meme. I think I think it was here on Instagram. I think the mayor at the mayor of Atlanta posted it and it was like, there's so much good talent out there, but the talent ain't got no money. The trash got the money. By the time you sift through all the trash, you're too tired to go looking for the good because there's so much trash to sift through first. It was something like that. I don't know. Did I keep a screenshot of that? Hold on. Let me, let me see if I got a screenshot of it. Give me just a moment. It was very, it resonates with me because that's exactly how I feel. Sometimes, side note, sometimes living in Atlanta, I feel like I should have cozied up to a drug dealer so he could pay for my music career. And it would be all cute if he came up in my sessions and paid for my sessions and stuff. Because if I was getting funded by a drug dealer, I would have so much promotion behind me. Let me see. That's not it. Yeah, there's so much BS out there. I'm going to scroll a little bit more, but if I don't see it, then we're just not, I'm just not going to be able to share it with you. I thought I had a screenshot of it, but I feel I am too far gone for it to be true. Yeah, I didn't find it that far gone. But yeah, 
So um, doesn't look like I have any callers today, but I have enjoyed this conversation with y'all and I hope y'all enjoyed this conversation of how hip hop has been negatively influencing people and how it seems like this system has been put together to negatively influence the people. So yeah, if you have any thoughts about this episode, then please make sure that you leave a review or if you're watching or listening on YouTube, leave it in the comment section. Let's have more discussion on the matter. I would greatly appreciate that. I would greatly appreciate that. Um, Maurice Beat says, big facts. Yeah, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody who tuned in live. Remember that you can catch the live conversation on Instagram and YouTube at LexiATL. Make sure that whatever whatever platform you are watching or listening on, leave reviews, leave comments, and engage with the content, right? If you miss the live conversations, you can Catch the replays on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you'd like to go the extra mile in supporting me, then please consider becoming a patron of mine at patreon.com slash LexiATL, where you can make a monthly pledge because every bit of support really does help me to be able to create more of this type of content and this type of platform for everybody. Do I have any announcements for y'all? Not really. That's pretty much it. I guess just the last thing I want to say is I'm experimenting with a new format with LexChat. So let me know if you like it. I've decided that I'm going to be doing shorter episodes because it's going to keep me from spending too much time. Like I really like doing LexChat. It's just that the audience is not growing the way that I want it to. Um, To have a fully transparent moment, I've been you know, running the advertisements on it. And I've been staying consistent with it for, I've been doing the advertisements on it for over six months and I'm just not quite seeing the results that I wanna see. So I'm going to try shorter form content and it might be more sporadic when I release it. It might not be weekly. It might be every other week. It might be once a month. I don't know yet. But let me know if these shorter episodes are better for you or if you prefer the one hour format that I was doing before. I'm experimenting and just, you know, seeing what works and seeing what people would prefer. So let me know how you feel about that. And um, yeah, I look forward to chatting with y'all next time. My name is Lexi. Until next time. Peace. Be prepared for the consequences now because you ain't going nowhere. Ow! Arrested, baby. right to remain silent anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law you have the right to speak to a lawyer and have her present